Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. I have blood and oil and sour cream all over myself. And what turned out to be an amazing trail day has ended in a pile of shit. Don't let it fucking ruin the awesome trail experience. Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. I said that already before I started to bitch. Oh, all right. I didn't hear that part. It's okay. It's all right. This is Cranky. (laughs) And I'm Tumbles. And we're eating Taco Bell in his car today. In the... Taco Bell parking lot because Pennsylvania <laughs> sucks with their 25% here, take capacity. Take this taco here so I can put the phone on. Okay, very good. Okay. So today, Hi. trail, <laughs> as we get ourselves organized on the most unprofessional podcast on the internet. I, I can't do this right now. No, we, I don't know how to work that. <laughs> Alright. So, we did... We Well, first we left at 2 o'clock this morning from West Jersey to go down and drive four hours to hike 12 miles and drive four hours and home. drive four hours back. That's how we would do it here on the Rocks and Roots podcast. That's how section hikers who are doing a day hike get it done. Um, Taco number two. So Compton Gap to Fiery Run Road on the AT. So Compton Gap is inside... Shenandoah National Park. So we once again penetrated the Shenandoahs. Um, this is you the say it so succinctly. <laughs> this is the third time we have penetrated the Shenandoahs, and it's been amazing each time. <laughs> to Fiery Run Road, uh, which is outside of the park. So yeah, I mean we are northern section of the Shenandoah. So we had got a shuttle. I recommend Jim's shuttles, by the way. I feel like we're so discombobulated. I feel discombobulated right now. No, yeah, we um, we got Jim the shuttle driver with his pup, and we were shuttled from Fiery Run Road, Fiery Run Road in Linden, which is just north of Front Royal, to Compton Gap, which is the first uh, cross a road crossing that crosses the, the AT. Yes. In the northern section. Okay, now you can go. Okay. okay. So quick stats. Twelve point three miles in four hours forty six minutes. Damn. Um, not bad. Twenty three point thirteen um average pace. That's normal. <clears throat> That's normal. So moving time four hours forty six minutes. Total time four hours fifty six minutes. We stopped for a very quick snack break. Snack break, and I was overheating and changed. And those are really the only stops that we did. We just plowed through. Yeah, for our section hikers who are going to be starting the Shenandoahs, might we suggest going Nobo? Yes. Especially leaving the park because you don't want to climb two miles. Correct. We enjoyed going down two miles this morning. Yes, we did. Um, So from Compton Gap, we headed north. So that is the very last section of the park, as Tumbles mentioned. If you're driving in, that's the first road crossing. So if you're heading out north, you are heading towards the border of the park and the register box. um, And then you're heading down. Yeah, into 
basically you're on the eastern section of Front Royal at that point when you get down to Front Royal level. Yes. Um, also, uh, a handy tip. If you get into the Shenandoah and you're driving, get there before 8 a.m. Because then you won't have to pay the exorbitant double tax. Yes, $30 to for a 24-hour pass into the Shenandoahs. Yeah, it's horseshit. So, so we we bought into it naturally and we got this, the year pass because we're going to be heading back into the Shenandoah at least three more times. Yep. I'd say. Three Plus three various other locations, so... Yeah, the, the park pass is good for any national park. For an entire year. So even though it's bullshit and you already pay for these national parks and they're double taxing you, get the year pass and give them less of your money if you go to lots of these parks that require entrance fees. Right. So, um, the first section of the trail is really nice, really flat, very pleasant walk. And then you quickly head down the two miles, which was a bit rocky, but nothing unusual for AT section hikers or through hikers. Mm. Uh, lots of water sources overflowing today. From... Time out. Okay, time in. <laughs> lots of water sources <laughs> overflowing today from... Um, it rained it there rained yesterday. yesterday. Mm. Snow melt. We've had a snowy winter. Um, so we had some fun crossings and uh, gear update. I had been praising the Ultra 4.5 high tops. I still praise them. I still love them, but they have less than 100 miles on them. And like all Ultras, the toe starts to peel away from the shoe. That happens on the high tops as well. So my amazing waterproof shoes that I have been loving all winter are no longer waterproof. I found that out by walking in a stream today. So uh, there, there's no difference with me. I was just disappointed going, no hopping rocks. Okay. Yep. Um, and then there's some ups and downs. It's Virginia, slight roller coaster. But the there's only one large ascent, quote large ascent. Yes. Okay, you're going up. I think you bottom out at about 950 elevation. And then you ascend to, eight, to 1900. But it's such a gradual ascent over three miles that it's actually quite pleasant. Yep. And then you start heading back down. And we are always amazed at the random shit that you find on this trail. So we mentioned in our last episode in Bear Mountain, there is a zoo. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what shit did we find? <laughs> oh, we found amazing shit today. We did. Yes, we did. Um, we found 18th century vaccination sites oh, for yeah, smallpox. In, in New York. And today we found... We found the Smithsonian Conservation and Breeding Facility. (laughs) (laughs) We're 10. (laughs) Yes. That was the name in the 70s. It opened in 1975 as the Smithsonian Conservation Breeding Facility and they over have since time changed their name to the Smithsonian Conservation and Zoological 
facility. However, since the signs on the AT are old, it still says Smithsonian Breeding Facility, and we were far more amused than two adults <laughs> in their 30s should be. Um, so, it, this is a five by five mile by five mile. 3,200 acres. Yep. Square foot facility. Like, this is. A five by five mile square facility, 3,200 acres. This place is huge. It's absolutely gorgeous. I thought that it was a prison when we first saw it. Yeah. It, and it, I was partially, partially correct. Partially correct. I mean, when you look at it going Nobo on trail and for our architecturally and perhaps historically inclined, I'm like, oh, that's a really nice Italian style architecture going on there. And he's like, it's a prison. Oh, fuck, it's a prison. Okay. But yes, he was correct. In the late 40s, it was a POW camp for Germans and Italians. They, nice for, of them to make them feel at home with That's the Italian right. architecture. Right. I agree. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you follow the tra the trail skirts the property of this facility. and For at least two and a half miles before it's, we start to veer off. So we were wondering, that's what the fence was when yeah. we first... So it's mm -hmm. fenced mm -hmm. off, um, and it, that's just random cool-ass shit that you find on this trail. Like, we were, holy crap, a breeding facility to go along with our smallpox vaccination site. A breeding facility. Uh, and he's like, what, is a dire wolf? <laughs> dire wolves being breeded there? Some sort of bizarre animal... Um, yes, I was theorizing that they're like, that's where they make the biological weapons and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but most likely they <laughs> probably just breed endangered species or if a zoo needs to breed two lions, they don't just want to let them have fun. They, it's got to be done under certain circumstances so they don't hurt themselves. You know what? Those poor lions, you know, yes. they, they have stage fright. <laughs> so... Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the most unprofessional and immature podcast. The last four miles of this section. It's gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. Uh, flat, pine duff, just <laughs> what, like I can't even describe it. It's so amazing. So for those that don't know what pine duff is, we, we found the name quite amusing when we were going through Michaud State Forest in Pennsylvania last year. Because it's like walking on a carpet. Mm -hmm. And it's just dead pine needles on trail. And you could easily set up your sleeping bag on that stuff and have a really good night's sleep. Cranky's eating his taco right now. Please stand by. <laughs> I'm waiting for the finger. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> As I was given the keep talking sign, yeah, 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 just yeah, hung yeah. me out to dry. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry, no, I'm not. Um, that's really it. Like, there's no. We just had a fantastic day out there. We think we identified a tufted titmouse. Oh yeah, that's that song was really quite nice, birdies. Um, I mean, yeah, there's really nothing much to talk to to really chat about. I mean, we had a glorious day. Uh, plants. We got a couple new plants, so I'm going to do mine. All along that section of trail is a plant. It looks like a mini, mini maple tree. Pardon me. Um, and, but it's a ground plant, and it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, trail on that section. So, 
doing our picture this. If I think we've talked about this app before. Uh, instant identification as long as you have service. It is a May Apple, a Podophyllum, and the uh, name May Apple describes the blooming time of about the month of May and the flower resembles that of an apple blossom. Uh, the seeds, roots, and leaves are all poisonous, but the fruit develops over the summer and can be made into jams and jellies. So look that shit up. When we always have good intentions when we're passing bushes that are just about to pop, like blackberries or raspberries or wine berries that we pass on trail. But we have to come back and forage some of these. It never happens. Like there's a spot actually just north of Duncannon that we passed going Sobo last year. And the blackberries were so close. It would have been amazing to head back into forage. No, never did. Nope. And we every once in a while it'll come up like, we have to do that this year. Nope. Nope, never. It's like we have to finish the last winter peak of the Catskills. Nope, never happened. We'll we'll get to that. Um so I don't do you have any you found a plant? Do you I mean, remember? I have do you want to share? I do. I have like four or five plants, but it's on my phone and right now we're recording on my phone. Okay. Then never mind. Maybe there, there's the a pretty. Notes. What did you call it? Pretty purple. Oh, purple shit. Purple. <laughs> yeah. There's. <laughs> I, I've just been calling it purple shit all day. Like, oh, there's your purple shit again. <laughs> there is a tree. I would categorize it as yes. a, a tree that blooms gorgeous, light purple flowers. And I'll put that in the show notes for y'all, I think, because I uh, can't look at it right now. But it's, it's gorgeous, and it comes out in mid-April is mm-hmm. when uh, the pops. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my plant of the day. And, of course, it's poisonous, so don't eat it. So I would rate this section as a solid 9, maybe a 9.5, because I had not been out there in a while. The weather was perfect today. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. It has a breeding facility. The, it ends like in a really nice flat section down into Front Royal. Just yeah, nine, maybe a nine point five. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you on that. If you want to park for some bizarre reason at Fiery Run Road, there is a grand total of one legit parking spot at the trail. We decided to park in front of a Baptist church, which was about a mile down the road. Which turned out to be just fine. The front royal, the rules are you can, there's street parking um, as long as there's no sign saying you can't. Mm-hmm. But don't park on Fiery Run Road. Like, find a side street, please. Yes. Um, and. What do we talk about today? Trail talk. Um, we did our normal, like, history shit and there's yeah we got caught up on uh, politics we got caught up on history we got <laughs> got caught up on life it's really nothing like astounding worth nothing i can think of God, yeah this nothing... is such a dull episode nothing... after last week yeah this is what happens when we have a really good day on trail like it's it doesn't translate for our fine listeners i guess it has to uh, we have to have some sort of ridiculous thing happened. Oh, that's what we could talk about. Oh, yeah. We listen to Wings. So, songs that you have heard your whole life. Oh, yeah. That you bop along to, and you're like, oh, this is great. 
and you really have never paid attention to the lyrics. So we did that tend that turned out being the theme on our four hour ride home. So uh, if you want to go first with your Don Henley. Oh yeah, thank you. Don Henley, um, former Eagles member, sang a song called Dirty Laundry. And it's poking fun at reporters. Yep. It came out. And you've all heard it, so look it it up. Yeah. Um, And you'll bop along and you'll be like, this is great. But if you actually listen to the lyric, he's saying something very profound and appropriate about the media in this country. And it's the message is even more profound and clear today. You, so, you again, quite as succinct. I try. Yes. Very good. Um, <laughs> so mine was "Nothing But Flowers" by the Talking, Talking Heads. Heads, which again you have all heard, you've all sung along to. And if you listen on a surface level, it sounds like oh, he's talking about. Um, you know, how wonderful it would be if we turned fast food restaurants into fields of daisies and we had wonderful, um, got rid of all of the roads and highways and just had wonderful fields of flowers. And if you actually listen very carefully, he set up this mini universe in this song where that has happened and there's no industrial society left and he's miserable and hates it and there's literally a line in there I wish I had a lawnmower and I miss my honky tonks and I miss my fast food and society was fine we just did not appreciate it so check it out shit you listen to your whole life but maybe you didn't listen to deep enough and it has a new meaning if you go back um, shout out once again to Bearbox Thank you so much. Last week's episode was far better, far better put together, much more professional. But um, I had a fucking fun ass day today, so I don't give a shit. What do you got to close? Shout out to Jim, Jim the driver. Yes, shuttle driver. Oh, he will probably not go further into the Shenandoah than uh, Compton, Compton Gap. Gap. That's like it. he kind of did us a favor today. He sticks to um, basically Front Royal, and that's pretty much it. He'll take you to the airport maybe too, if you want to get off trail, but uh, Skyline Drive, it is a hilly, windy, scenic byway, so yes, I understand shuttle drivers that don't want to be putting brakes on their car every three months. And uh, especially after 266,000 miles that that car had, wow, Yes. Um, I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you want to wrap us up, close us out? I, I can do that. So, um, like us, love us on the on the gram. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. Find the crank at Cranky McStumbles. Don't find me. And I, I think that that's it. We're heading back to the Shenandoah most likely next weekend, so you'll hear our lovely voices once again. And on that note, ciao. Thank you so much.